Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One, two, Filled with odd fright, see Jurassic right, with an ember light, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic Park. Hey, we're we're here. There's no need for introductions. It's Tom Fishenden. You know him. You love him. Specif- Yo. Specifically, I mean, <laughs> I want to talk about this really wonderful initiative you're doing, Stay Safe, Stay Jurassic. But as we were catching up a little bit before, because I realized the last time we talked in pod form was last July. Things, oh my god! Why <laughs> things were very different then? Why <laughs> we yeah. were we were looking beyond. Dominion. We didn't even know that it was called that yet. We were looking at life between the movies. Now we're in a very it's a very different position right now where I mean we could go outside back then so that was something. Very (laughs) we didn't know what we had Um, (laughs) but it's it's just funny to think about. I almost feel bad I mean obviously you know we're, we're all taking care of ourselves and we're all doing what we need to but it's just funny to think that Dominion basically got one week of filming in. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I feel like Daniela Pineda flew to London and then just flew back. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Uh, it was like, oh, you're out here. Well, we're pausing filming for now, so come back later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I personally, at this point, it's like there's no re- there's no 
point of being worried. The whole industry is having to adjust. So we're going to get things when we get them. And I'm happy that we're getting them at all kind of thing. No, exactly. I agree. And I think it's important that obviously the crews have got the opportunity to look after themselves and look after their families. And I mean, at the end of the day, if it gets delayed or anything like that, so what? It just means it's longer for us to keep doing everything else that we're doing at the moment anyway. And more time to enjoy Camp Cretaceous when that comes out as well. So exactly, still a win-win, you know? But how are you holding up? Uh, how are things in, in the UK? It seems like everybody's pretty much on lockdown on the same level we are in California. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, weird here. So I'm working from home, which... Um, Obviously, working in mainly comms and digital marketing, it's not something that I'm necessarily like alien to because it's something that you can kind of do a lot when you do a mainly digital job anyway. Um, so I've not noticed too much of a change there, but it's just <laughs> interesting seeing like loads of people not out as much, I suppose. Like, I don't know, my toy photography at the moment, for example, is confined to my garden. So it's quite interesting trying to like get creative with all the locations that i've already used in 200 other photos you know it's the um, not discipline what's the word i'm looking for the sort of these limitations breed creativity yeah yeah that, that's what i'm hopeful of i mean my brain at the moment is worst case scenario <laughs> if there's a fence in the backdrop or something at this point just turn those shadows up get rid of it using shadow oh. do some funky lighting effects you know that's I'm cool. like any anything to make it look slightly different now <laughs> yeah yeah flip it mirror it you know yeah change the no, overall it's, yeah, yeah. it's all good here i think and i think um as long as people adhere to all the rules, which they have actually been doing quite well so far, then things will be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how are things out there for you guys? It's the same. It's it's pretty, you know, it, I mean, I feel like there's definitely, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but there's definitely like people who still want to get out. And I, yeah. I mean, it's still pretty empty, but in a way... Like for myself, sometimes it's like if I have to drive somewhere, it's like I feel like being stuck at home means I don't not stuck at home um, doing the active thing, um, you know, the safe thing and in, in choosing to be yeah. home so that it's safer. But it's like if I go out somewhere, it's like, well, I might drive the long way so then I can listen to this <laughs> yeah. podcast and and kind of, you know, enjoy it a little bit more. But um, again, yeah, again that. it's making the most of the things you can do, isn't it? Yes. Oh, exactly. And yeah, again, the same thing. It's like this space is already something that's primarily online digital anyway. So, uh, you know, it's just, it, it does, it's not business as usual, of course, but it's definitely yeah. like, you know, it, it's more seeing how other people are reacting and stuff and, you know, hoping everybody can, I don't it just like, it's not like, it's not about being productive or anything like that. I don't think we need to yeah. do that, but like, it's more of just making sure everyone is able to, cause I think for me, the first couple of weeks, I was definitely like, well, everything's pointless now and, <laughs> and stuff. And it's like, well, it's not about, it's not about saying that you need to be productive and you need to like be as productive as you used to be or, or somehow even get more productive, you know, like people are like, yeah. all right, you better learn a skill during this time. It's like, what are you yeah. talking about? I'm just trying to I've seen so many people learning new instruments already. And I'm like, how do you have the time for that? Even though I'm working from home, I'm yeah. still working. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, well, to be fair, I was inspired by Sam Neil to pick up my ukulele again and play. <laughs> so I think it's more of just figuring out what your I mean, it's just trying to live your normal life under these new conditions. It's not about like yeah. somehow becoming a superhero, you know, amidst all this. Although if you feel compelled to, 
you know, I mean, again, it's the the initiative that you're doing and then also that we're all doing. And then just even for me wanting to, you know, putting together an episode of kind of cool Jurassic and dinosaur resources for people to yeah. check out. It's almost just, you know, helping trying to I think you said it best of just like checking in on each other, making sure we have somewhere to channel energy or, you know, or yeah. to or to relax or like, hey, you know, it's like you've always you have a job that primarily meant you had to be around people and now you're not. Well, what's something you can do to make it feel like you're around people again? Or I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's all about finding alternatives to that thing, isn't it? So I was going to say, um, similar to the end of Fallen Kingdom, it's adapting to the new norm and kind of realizing that actually this is what's going to be normal for all of us for a while at the moment. So we kind of just need to find ways to cope with it and manage it. And my way for coping clearly is referring to everything as if it is Jurassic Park. You know? yeah. well, I, I can imagine somebody in on the mainland when the dinosaurs start letting loose, it's like, la la la, there's no dinosaurs. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't do anybody good. And I think that's kind of where I was at, where I was just like, I, I kind of wasn't, ex- you know, it's the, this, the, um, how many stages of, of uh, things do people go through? Seven, five? Oh, yes. It's like seven, isn't it? Seven stages of separation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like grief, denial, you know, I think I was going through yeah. that of like, you know, things are going to be normal. It's like, well, now that things aren't going to be, and I think that's like how the movie studios are looking at it. I mean, you know, uh, certain stuff just coming out on demand or coming out, uh, you know, early. Cause it's like, well, we can find ways to still be successful. You know, yeah. movie studios are still working, uh, you know, just from home. Some, somebody's saying there's going to be a lot more animated films in the next couple of years. <laughs> You know, because yeah. people can work on that from home. So yeah. Jurassic World Dominion's actually going to be fully animated characters now. <laughs> I could see that. Or is it going to be the very like uncanny? I mean, some people did want a de-aged trio sequence set back in 1993. Yeah. So maybe we'll get it now. That could be the a, whole film. <laughs> just, a, just the return to... What's the name? What was the Jurassic World Evolution? I returned to Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be yeah. that. <laughs> they're, they're actually yeah. going to use the... That's the script. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the script, the animations, and everything. <laughs> Guys, we're going to get, yeah. get Dominion in, in a couple weeks. It's going to be great. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, you know? <laughs> but as far as sort of Jurassic content and, and dinosaur stuff, what have you been kind of keeping busy? Like, have you discovered anything new while you're kind of under quarantine? Or is it kind of been or like, sometimes for me, it's almost like, well, now I can catch up with certain things that I, yeah. you know, going to going into like back catalogs, listening to old podcasts, reading, rereading Jurassic Park again, stuff like that. I think there's loads of stuff that I'm kind of trying to catch up on. So I've got a few books and things that I'm hopefully going to get time to check out over the coming weeks. Um, but the main thing for me, so obviously everyone knows I'm really into my toy photography. And for like the past couple of months, I've been shooting all of the Halo stuff that you can see behind you, Stephen. <laughs> um, so I've been shooting all of that kind of stuff. So I've not really done any Jurassic photos for a while. So it's been nice to kind of dive back into that and really think, okay, here's the confines of what I've got. I have got X, Y, and Z locations to use. I've got these dinosaurs. 
how can I make something unique with that? And it's been really interesting actually having the challenge of using locations and figures that I've used before and trying to come up with something new using those same things. Um, so that's been really cool because I think creatively it's made me think a lot more about um, the ways in which I'm kind of like setting up my scenes, having things in foreground and background, all that kind of stuff. You know, I enjoy retweeting and seeing all the Jurassic World Evolution stuff. Again, like you do a yeah. bunch, you do a bunch of playthroughs and stuff on the Jurassic Park Podcast YouTube channel, and it's just like I like watching it, even though I'm sad that I can't. I mean, I can play it, I guess. But at this point, I'm like, I guess I should just wait till PS5, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm at that point as well. I've been thinking about upgrading my Xbox <laughs> to the Xbox One X for ages, but I'm now like, well. Xbox Series X comes out this Christmas, so maybe I just wait until that comes out yeah, instead. I know. Maybe they'll they'll push all their resources and having it come out early for everybody. <laughs> that would be good. If they can do that and give me the new Halo game early as well, I will be sorted. <laughs> yeah. We're we're looking at you, Microsoft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say too, for your toy photography, you you don't necessarily just shoot movie scenes. It's because so many of the toys aren't you know, there's so many dinosaurs that aren't seen in the movie. Yeah. So it seems like you'd like to mix it up with some scene, some movie specific stuff and then some non movie specific stuff. Yeah, definitely. I tell you one thing I've been taking a lot of inspiration from recently and um, all of the like old non canon comic books. Because some of the sequences in them are so wacky that they make for really, really good photos. Do you have them or is it just from seeing it online? It's literally Clayton Fioriti's <laughs> videos. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I really would love to someday just go and get a collection, but I don't know if there, I don't feel like there's any, like, I wish somebody would like round them all up into one book. Yeah. Do it as like a, um, a Jurassic Park compendium. Yeah. I mean, I imagine Universal's still got the licenses, so if they wanted to do something like that, they could. Yeah. I mean, we we know we're getting the art book now, yes. so why not give us Finally. comic books as well? Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I know, yeah, because, again, the last time we talked, funnily enough, was this kind of, like, life between movies, yeah. but we're, we're, so we're hanging on a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... I personally, as far as video games go, I tried to play the the Jurassic Park Sega Genesis game again. Oh, cool. And I've mentioned it before, but it kind of plays like ass. Like, it's not a very good... <laughs> it's not a... Like, it's funny because I watched Clayton's video on the Rampage edition, which I didn't have yeah. growing up. And I thought it maybe was just like a weird upgraded, like with a couple new levels. But I watched this video and it looks like a completely different game that actually plays well. This Grant <laughs> can't like he just like hit, you hit the button and it's just like and it's like so <laughs> laggy. And because I was thinking oh again of like in the spirit of kind of sharing these things that we're getting into and just really just it's almost just like what is keeping you sane right now? Yeah. But I was just like if I tried to Twitch stream that I'm just like oh, this thing like yeah. like I'm so bad at it like I that's why I'm not very good at video games because and I am having these like flashbacks to when I was like seven years old, eight years old playing this Sega Genesis game and being so frustrated because like the it just it played so bad and I couldn't beat I think without cheat codes. I don't think I actually <laughs> got probably like so I would just use cheat codes just to get to the next level, but I don't think yeah. I actually could ever beat any level. 
I, I think I was like that with a lot of games growing up. It's interesting because you mentioning um, flashbacks to playing games when you were younger gives me a flashback to one of my first dinosaur experiences, which was way before I got into Jurassic Park. Really? And I think even before Primeval was on telly, and that was Tomb Raider. I think it was like the 25th anniversary edition or something, which had a mission where there was a boss fight with a T-Rex. And I remember oh, wow. that me and my mum used to bet chocolate bars on <laughs> who would beat the T-Rex first. That was like my childhood growing Aww. up. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> Yeah, I need to play that again. I used to get so annoyed with it. I think we'd spend like hours playing it, trying to do it. And I would use cheat codes to get better guns as well. And I still wasn't able to do it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know, again, I'm just kind of again, it's this thing of like, I mean, both of you and I are like, thankfully, like we're still working. We're still we still got that, you know, normal. I mean, again, it's it is this weird vibe where it's like. It, nobody's on vacation right now, but it's because we're all staying home. I don't know. It's just a very surreal. I don't. I don't know if. I mean, I don't think we've experienced that this in either of our lifetimes. A, a similar, no, definitely not. a similar thing to this. The the only comparison I can draw is snow days, but even then, you get like a week of that, and then it's back to normality, and it's not to the level of change that everything is at the moment. So yeah, it's well, really different. Yeah, and I didn't have snow days, but the it's funny that you say that because the one snow day I had was. When I lived when I lived in London in uh, 2010 <laughs> 2011 was that was one of the worst snow storms in UK probably in a long yeah. time where like all the people got trapped in trains overnight one of those overground trains was the one that I actually used to get home and I didn't take oh it that gosh. day so I could have been stuck on there <laughs> and wow. it was the kind of thing where like gosh I can't remember the name of the Oh, God, I can't think of the train station at the moment, but that goes south in the central London station that goes south, like the overground train. I can't remember. Victoria? Maybe Victoria, but it was that thing where you looked at the wall and all the s- trains were stopped. It was just like yeah. nothing was going. Buses could barely grow. Uh, the underground was even like really delayed. And it was it, the first day. It took me like three hours to get to class. And normally it took me 45 yeah. minutes. And so on Friday, the next day, it was like, well, am I going to try and like, you know, walk take a train like take part of a train that's available take a bus you know, yeah. for three hours to get to class and we're just gonna sit and watch a movie and i was like no i'm gonna take a snow day and so <laughs> yeah. I, I went out and like build a snowman which i'd never done and like took a bunch of because that um in at that school i at london film school we had to learn how to use like actual just like 35 mil like still photography oh, cool. so yeah, i just cool. went around for the day and like took pictures with my film camera and stuff it was it was really oh, cool that would have been so good yeah but Again, that was my only comparison to this idea of like everything being <laughs> yeah. canceled and closed. So yeah, we're, we're, I think everyone is, is, and again, I, I really like, cause you put out a video and then there's the little, I don't know what the, the graphic, I guess is the right yeah. word for it, <laughs> but it's this idea. It's like every, this is unprecedented and we all kind of have to, it's like relax. We can let each other kind of figure out what's happening and, and, be there for each other as opposed to being like, why aren't you doing this or that or like whatever, you know? 
Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing. So the whole idea behind putting um, Stay Safe, Stay Jurassic out was just giving people a platform to have conversations with other people and like connect with people that they haven't necessarily connected with before so they can make new friends even during everything that's going on. And it's been really cool seeing how many people have engaged with it. Like, um, with the Jurassic World Evolution giveaway that I just wrapped up tonight. Yeah, suddenly you gave out the prizes. Yeah, that was cool. Um, a couple of the winners there were people who didn't actually follow me before. So through the oh, hashtag, nice. I've been able to connect with new people and meet new Jurassic fans. So it's been really, really cool seeing how that's kind of encouraged people to have those interactions across the board. Well, and that's the thing that I love about, I mean, Twitter makes it a little bit easier than Instagram. And obviously, Facebook yeah. groups are a little bit more private. So Twitter has always been that kind of... And we've seen it non-Jurassic as well, too. Just playing, like, fun games that can kind of take your mind off things. Yeah. And I think between whether it's, like, a project you're doing, you know, or, or like, something you're actually working on versus just having get getting to kind of all sit and talk about a thing you like, whether it's, you know, ranking your favorite Jurassic movies or what kind of dinosaurs you want in Dominion or, you know, it's like stuff like that that just kind of helps people stay, I I think helps people stay grounded a little bit when you can kind of just get a little bit more, you know, I mean, because we still consume so much news and what's happening. So it's like, it's not, it's, it's not even... It's it's like more than a distraction. It's more of like stay grounded to like the things you're interested in, you know, and to, to keep yeah, looking exactly. forward as opposed to just being like, oh, God, everything's always falling apart every second. It's like, no, you know, uh, you know, we're going to get a Jurassic Park TV show. I feel like that kind of got swallowed <laughs> yeah. up in the news, you know, because it just was kind of announced quietly right as everything was going down. Yeah. And then everything started happening. Yeah. I mean, there's loads of things going on. And I think for... Anyone who's a fan of film, you probably enjoy film because of the sense of escapism it brings and the way that you're able to immerse yourself in different worlds and different characters. And I think right now, when at the moment the news is so dominated by everything that's going on with COVID-19, I think it's so important that people have an opportunity to continue to invest in those things and to continue to have those distractions. Because, I mean, for... People who enjoy not just film, but people who enjoy games and things like that, those are essentially coping mechanisms for dealing with things like this. So it makes so much sense to me that now when we're facing something like this, we just double down on that stuff and we bring people (laughs) together to enjoy it if we can. Yeah. What kind of, like, if, if you're browsing the hashtag, like, what kind of things have you seen so far? It's been really cool. There's been loads of different things on it. So, um... Nafi Vader, I think it's 29, the number at the end of his username. Yeah, um, he did a custom 6x6 version of a Jurassic Park Jeep, and he shared that, which was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Yeah, then there's been a couple of people doing Jurassic World Evolution live streams. There's been the guys from Jurassic Edition over on Instagram who have been doing tons of like really, really cool engaging posts. Like one they did um, a little bit earlier today that I commented on was describe Jurassic Park using just emojis, which I thought Ooh, yeah, really I saw cool that. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's really engaging people. Then there's been... I'm try- I saw a really nice one. There was one where somebody said, this is why I like 
like the Jurassic Park fandom because a fandom like Star Wars could never come together <laughs> for something like this, which obviously says a lot about the Star Wars fandom, but I think stuff like that's been nice. And there was um, one person who I have his username written down somewhere, actually, because I shot a couple of photos for him today. Oh, cool. If I, oh, I've got so many posting bits <laughs> on my desk. Robert Messing, there we go. Nice. He is um, one of the... Dilophosaurus users on uh, Twitter and he basically said that seeing the hashtag has really been helping him to cope at the moment because he can't access things that he would usually access as part of his day-to-day life so being able to have that different kind of support there has been really beneficial for him and I think that that's kind of nice because it echoes what the whole thing is about which is actually making people realize that there's other people out there and I mean, I was talking to um, somebody on Facebook because somebody had commented on one of the posts that somebody had used and tagged it in and said, oh, isn't this that thing you created? And I was like, well, actually, I put that first video out there. But the whole idea behind this thing is that it's not just committed to one person. Anyone can take that hashtag now and hopefully have a conversation with someone else. So if they feel like actually they need to have that moment of escapism and talk about something Jurassic related just to get it out of their head and get them thinking about something else, then they've now got a medium to do that. So it's been nice seeing people kind of like really engaging with that and really getting behind the kind of principles that I was hoping it would encourage people to do. It's the same reason why there's like an Instagram of just like kitten pictures or something. It's like (laughs) you you click on stay safe, stay Jurassic on Twitter or on Instagram and Facebook. I don't know, but I don't know how hashtags work. I know Daryl Lynn's done a couple on Facebook. (laughs) He was telling me earlier. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Um, But you know, you just click on that and it's kind of like your shortcut to sort of know what you're going to get. And, and yeah, the point is to contribute to it. Nothing is too big or too small. And yeah, exactly. It, and it doesn't have to be, again, I like what you're saying. It's like, it doesn't have to be like, hey, I'm, it can be, hey, I'm doing this, but it could also be a question or a, you know, a check-in, or it could be like, this is what's keeping me sane. What's keeping you sane right now? I keep using the word yeah, exactly. sane, but it's just, you know, you're never really somewhere 24 seven. And so the fact that, and no. the, rea- you know, and, or, you know, so for a lot of people, this is a very new experience, just having to be in one place all the time. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'd say so something a lot of people don't know because I don't really talk about it that often on Twitter or anything because there's no need for it. My day-to-day job, I work for a mental health charity. So I've kind of seen firsthand through the work we're doing there that actually having online alternatives to the support that people would usually access has been really, really beneficial for them. So it kind of got me thinking, well... On Twitter and on Instagram, I've got this platform where I've got so many people following me who all like the same thing. Is there any way where we can cross over and do something similar with that? And then I was kind of like, well, if we do something like a hashtag, then it doesn't just have to be something that I've done. It's It'll be something that you can do. It will be something that um, Collect Jurassic can do because they've shared it. Jurassic Park podcast, you know, hopefully Jurassic Outpost will share it eventually. All that kind of stuff to just keep it going out there exponentially. So it's not all about one person. It's about the idea behind it and how it can engage all those people and have that knock on benefit for those people as well. Well, yeah. And I think that's a great point to make. It's not like it's an account that you're making that you're reposting stuff, which like, yes, those can be great too, but this is kind of like, there's not really an ownership in that sense of like, it's just having the source always be there kind of thing. I think that's the thing. I think it's important when it comes to stuff like this in a sense that you don't have 
one person who has ownership over it because I think it should be something that everyone can equally benefit from. And I think it's, I mean, I mean, it's been good for me because I get up in the morning and I look through the hashtag and see what's been posted on it in the night. And for me, actually, it's interesting seeing a lot of the content that's being shared that I wouldn't actually normally pick up on otherwise. So I think in that sense, it's kind of having benefits for me as well, looking through it and seeing new content. And I hope that that's just being replicated in everyone else who's been interacting with it as well. That's cool. Well, and I had this thought too of, again, this idea of it not necessarily being centralized under like one social media account. Yeah. You click on that hashtag, you see something you like, you might click on that username and you might discover that you have other things in common with that person. Exactly. See, I've done that with a couple of people on Instagram who I wasn't following before. Like one of them is, um, I think it's Jurassic Mike, I want to say. Let me, <laughs> I was going to say I'll pull up my phone, but it will take me far too long <laughs> to find it. But I know it's um, a new Instagram account. It's actually a really big Jurassic account that I didn't know was out there. So oh. I found somebody through it and my hope is that, uh, Yes, it will get those discussions going, but also equally, like you say, it's a really good opportunity for people to actually form new relationships in the community, because I think there's always really good opportunities to do that. But now more than ever, making those relationships and forming those friendships is really, really important. Um, so having some kind of catalyst which encourages that is only going to have benefits. Well, and I think that's the point, too. It's like we have this shared thing that we like but we're all people and so we can get along probably about anything but it's just nice to have that yeah. kind of anchor point because i've said that about at least a lot of the c jurassic right listeners specifically who i've connected with like when i <laughs> it's like when i did that field museum meetup where we were all together <laughs> in a big crowd but it's like what you know um definitely more than what was it two people in the uk right now or can only be yeah, together. Yeah, it's literally two people. <laughs> and I think I think in LA it's like five or less or something. So it's like, but I mean that was the thing. It's like we had this. It was such a wonderful time getting to do that meetup. You've done meetups as well. Yeah. And then also at that in the in that same time, like being able to talk about things other than dinosaurs or like it's. It's it's just those things that it's like it's a good anchor point, but it doesn't need to end there. It doesn't. It's not about having to prove anything. It's just like wow, this is a. It's so cool that we were able to connect this way. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, when it comes to this situation specifically, I think the ideal outcome would be somebody. Let's say somebody connects with another Jurassic fan. They get talking. They become friends, and then they realise that they live locally or something like that. Suddenly, you've got somebody else who you can potentially look out for when you're going out and doing things during this, and it just encourages more of that um, kind of pass it forward culture and community, which is so important at the moment. I mean, especially here in the UK, you know, you've got people offering to do shopping for elderly residents, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I think if there's any potential for that kind of crossover where we can look out for each other, then it's only again going to be beneficial and i mean at, at the end of the day if we set an example that we're doing this as a community and we're all coming together then there's no reason that other communities won't follow suit with that <laughs> and i think that there's really just in general that power with the internet and in being able to bring so many people together for a shared cause that can be really really um beneficial in making positive difference yeah stay safe stay marvel <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, not dc i can picture it <laughs> <laughs> no uh yeah it's funny one of the things i realize like in that sense because it it, it 
yeah, nothing has to have a specific purpose, but again, everybody's kind of finding different ways, whether it is like this method of like catching up with things you meant to catch up with, maybe wanting to learn something new. I've personally, I've been scanning and by scanning, just using my phone's scanner app to, yeah, I don't have a glorious shelf setup like you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm in between setups right now. And it's almost like I kind of forget some of the like really cool like dinosaur books or Jurassic books or toys or whatever. And it's like, I think for me, it's been really helpful as a way of like organizing my own like life and, and which helps, you know, for some people it's like, you know, you enjoy a messy desk and that is the chaos that you kind of like, you kind of thrive You've in. You've seen how much paperwork yeah. I have on my desk. Oh yeah. Mine's also really <laughs> insane, but, it, but also sometimes wanting to have that cleanliness also kind of helps you know, helps with anxiety, helps with that kind of stuff. And yeah, so for yeah. me, I think it's been really helpful for me to like just pull out a pull out a random book and then just like look through it and be like, wow, this is a cool picture or something interesting or nostalgic or whatever. And then, yeah. you know, throwing it up on social media just to be like, hey, guys, remember this thing? It's helping me get organized and helping reduce that kind of anxiety. But then it's also yeah. kind of being fueled into something that is I mean, it's not saving the world, but it's certainly just it's just fun again in that way of like getting to connect over this thing that's like we kind of have yeah, in common or whatever. Exactly. And you never know the impact that will have as well. Because actually somebody might see you share a snippet from a book and go, oh, do you know what? I remember that book. That's a really good book. I'm going to go away and read it. And then actually that's a couple of hours where that person's then so indulged by that book that they're not thinking about the other day-to-day -day things at the moment, which are causing them so much anxiety. And I think that's so important because at the moment, you know, like we were saying earlier, literally everything that's on the news is <laughs> to do with this pandemic. So any way that we can distract ourselves um, is only going to be beneficial and it's going to be really good for our well-being if we're able to do that. So having the opportunity to go back and look through old books and things and revisit those memories and then encourage other people to do the same thing is definitely going to help people. Yeah, no, I mean, today, this morning, you know, just like getting lost in like, like this picture from the Dinotopia. Oh, the green screen. <laughs> The green screen won't show it. Wait, there we go. Uh, cool, cool. You know the James Gurney, the James Gurney art from Dinotopia. Yeah. Like I was just going through that this morning, and it's like it's from my childhood. It's like the original. Like the cover's ripped off, and for some reason, there's a big X mark on the on the like inside cover for some reason. But it's just like was it, that you reminding yourself that they're all extinct? Yeah, I guess. God, I was such a serious kid. I was like, these dinosaurs aren't real. <laughs> I was like, we're going to, it's, if all, you know, all things considered, maybe we're heading back to Dinotopia. I don't know, heading back to Dinotopia <laughs> as if it existed, but I mean, only in dreams, but you know, it just was like a nice thing to sit there and, and indulge in for a little bit. And, you know, I posted it like a couple hours ago and some people were like, oh my God, I, you know, I remember reading yeah. that book as a kid and. You know. So then it's having that spiral effect for them as well, which is nice. Yeah. I think I'm going to do the same. I'm planning on rewatching Primeval again. Oh, nice. Since you already know I'm so all over that show. But I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I rewatched it a few months back. I can do it again. It's a good series. And it's just nice to revisit those things and be reminded of those memories and those places that, like, I don't know, you've been in your life when you've had those experiences as well, which is quite nice. Any way we can to sort of appreciate. And, you know, it's that thing. It's like rereading a book. It's just like it's so that's such a great feeling because you feel like yeah. you can create a deeper 
understanding of this thing. And so I think right now that's what a lot of people are doing. It's like, let's reread this thing. Let's, well, you know, it's a mix of like, yeah, trying something new and then also just kind of savoring what you already know. I don't know. No, I think that's a good way of putting it. And I think um, <laughs> it's, it's just nice to kind of have that time to almost take stock and take inventory if you like. So I think it's nice to kind of revisit those memories because it reminds you that actually what we're facing right now is only temporary and there'll be an opportunity to make more memories like that and experience more things like that in the future. So it's kind of a nice way of, I suppose, re-rigging the way that you're processing things at the moment, if you like. So you kind of remember, actually, no, there is going to be an after what's going on at the moment where you'll get to make more experiences and memories like that as well. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I just had this thought, too, because Perry Nimroff, who I've had on the show, she uh, works for Collider. She writes for them, does video content for them. She just put out a really beautiful Jurassic Park ranking article on Collider. And it's like it's taking stock in that sense, too. And it was such a it was a really cool article. She 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 did this whole thing about Billy Brennan being the kind of the real hero or the real like interesting <laughs> thread of JP3. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, like I'd never thought of it that way before. But also made me like, you know, redo my ranking for the Jurassic movies because, you know, I have to do that every once in a while. It made me I, I realized when I recently did my re-ranking, I think Jurassic World is last on my list now. I know, I know, because that's the film that got you into Jurassic, Tom. I know. For anyone who can't see right now, because you can't, because this is a podcast, I am Tom, looking down at the floor in disgust. He passed out <laughs> from disgust. Oh. No, it's but it's that thing of like, it's they're all amazing, but it's just that thing of... Just you wait till Hannah hears this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, but it's the thing too, it, it's every time you... But in, in, I think in along the lines of... of the part of Stay Safe, Stay Jurassic, where people are kind of playing games and having fun questions about the movies that we've seen a million times. I love when it can kind of make you rethink things. And yeah, and and, and and so that's why the rankings change, not because you like any any less. You just like something more for me. Yeah. And so you kind of discover new things with it. I um I did a Jurassic Park 3 rewatch with um Sam Phillips from Jurassic Cast. Oh, cool. And like Jack Ewins and loads of like sick Triceratops was there. Loads of people <laughs> were sat in on this group call we did with a bunch of UK fans while we were watching it. And actually, I realized that it's really not as bad a film as everyone makes out. It kind of goes 
by quite quickly and it has a lot of really interesting world building in it for InGen. So I think in a similar vein to what you're saying, I've now come to the realization that Jurassic Park 3 isn't actually a bad film. Yeah. To me, Jurassic Park 3, it, in some ways, because it's so short, it allows for much more discussion because there's a lot more questions yeah. in some ways. So it feels less definitive. Like it feels like there should be like a two hour cut somewhere like lying in a bunker under Universal. Like, yeah. and I'm going to go dig it up. Lying in an abandoned in-gen truck that happens to have a kid camped out in it. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, weird uh, uh, beakers of T-Rex t- pee for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But like, so for me, that's why that film has become in the last couple of years so interesting. And again, who knows what the state of the world is going to look like in a year from now. But I really hope I can... Yeah put together some sort of 20th anniversary screening here in Los Angeles because That'd I be mean cool. what are the what are the reels of film for JP3 doing right now they're not doing anything like <laughs> we can raise some money for charity you know make it a real event you know yeah no I think that's a good idea so, and it's an opportunity for people to come together and experience things and I think we need more of that as a community so yeah yeah oh totally it. I mean I, I didn't know that the Jurassic January event that I uh, my friend Tara Jane and I threw at Idle Hour in January the trivia night we, I didn't know that was going to be the last big social event I did <laughs> no it's for weird now, isn't for it now. I was yeah I was just um, in the throes of organizing a summer Jurassic World Evolution meetup. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this time I'll change it to just be a Jurassic World meet, go a lot more broader, get a lot more people along. And then I'm like, ah, it's probably going to be a winter meet now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm inspired by people doing lots of like digital meetups and stuff. I, I'm not quite there yet. I mean, again, I wanted to stream what, playing the Jurassic game on Sega Genesis. And I'm like, I'm not good enough to, to do this in front of people. <laughs> Maybe I'll read us, uh, uh, you know, all my friends are dead or one of the other, um, you know, just like a Jurassic or a dinosaur kids book or something like that. Like I can do that, yeah. you know, I think that'd be cool. I like what Dustin's been doing recently recently with having the zoom meetings every day I yeah think that's really cool oh yeah yeah no exactly i um i that is that is definitely in the resources episode i mean like every day too like god damn that's so it's great yeah. <laughs> but i yeah. mean there's a lot to learn you know there's so much to learn and so i i'm really inspired by people doing stuff like that you know yeah i think it's good using technology to kind of bridge that medium and still keep things going even at the moment so do whatever you want with it because at the end of the day everyone's going to be comfortable doing different things at the moment and everyone's going to respond to what's going on differently so it's important to accommodate all of that yeah oh of course no totally i mean for- i feel like i always go into PR mode when I answer things like this. <laughs> no, but see, you're a professional. That's why I wanted to talk to you. That's why you're the best person for this. But is there one thing that you are, I think you said Primeval is like something that you're hoping to go back and rewatch? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I really want to go back for a look at it. I mean, I've got, um, you can't see them because they're over up on that shelf there. Again, listeners, this is going to mean <laughs> nothing to you. But um, <laughs> I've got all of my custom little Lego Primeval figures that I put together about a month ago. So I've kind of been slowly getting back into the zone for the show. And I, I really want to check it out because it's what started my dinosaur journey. So it makes sense to go back to it and kind of, like I was saying, take stock of it at the moment. I'm really kind of i suppose discover what was that underlying thing that i really enjoyed about it so much as well yeah well yeah for me it was and i didn't really know it but getting into westworld was kind of my that's kind of been my big thing 
so oh, far. Oh, that's on my to watch list for this period yeah. as well. Yeah, I binged yeah. two seasons in two weeks and <laughs> have now been, because I've never really watched a show in real time. And even then, yeah. as I've mentioned on the, I mean, listeners out, but just been doing these like recap episodes of each episode of season three as it comes out. I'm not even good at watching it on Sunday night because <laughs> just stuff comes up or whatever. But, I, you know, I, I'm not beating myself up too much over it. You know, it, it's been fun to just try and do that because, you know, with with Jurassic Park especially, there isn't that many related stuff that no. that is like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're really, you know, we're going to get a Jurassic Park TV show eventually. Um, Camp Cretaceous is going to. I mean, I think all the animated shows, any Netflix show just drops all at once. So it's not like we're going to get that yeah. week to week discovery feeling. I mean, is it? I mean, it's still coming out this year. We, ha- we haven't heard anything updates about the status of it, have we at all? I haven't seen anything. All I know is the production team are working on it from home. Um, Makes sense. But they've not, they've not announced any delays or anything. So I would imagine it's still on track for August at the moment. But that is weird to me because at the same time I'm like well why has the marketing for it not started yet it would make sense to be starting to build it up at the moment so I'm not quite sure what's happening I mean officially now people are moving schedules so it's like I I mean I Dominion will be delayed I mean I I don't I don't want to I guess I don't maybe I don't want to put out those vibes but I feel like maybe we like I guess for me, I'm not really worried about it, really, at this point. I'm not. I think it's important that the <laughs> There's too much to be team... worried about otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's too much real life going on right now. Um, I think it's important that the team just get the time to do what they need to do. You know, like, I think um, my biggest hope is with everything that's going on, if it has to be delayed, just let it be delayed. Because, yeah, it means that partners and things will have to release products later. But I think at the end of the day, when it comes to a creative process like filmmaking, you need to have the time to do it properly and to do it the way you envision it. And it's clear that Colin's got a very clear idea of what he wants this final part of the film trilogy to be. So I want him to get the time to realise that. Well, and I think it shows some foresight on the studios in a sense that they are pushing films back as opposed to just dumping them on demand because it means that the films that are in progress aren't going to be rushed to come out once we're in the clear or whatever. Like, it's not like, Oh God, we can all go outside again. Quick. Got to finish this movie in five (laughs) minutes. Like they're realizing that like, there's plenty of content. We don't need to rush anything maybe. And that might make a better industry as a whole in a sense. Yeah, I think so. I think we're always behind, you know, and so we're always rushing. But now that basically a lot has had to stop for six months or more that now it's going to be like, Oh gosh, we're actually ahead of schedule for once, you know? I think it'll be interesting to see if it kind of affects the level of box office competitiveness because obviously at the moment it's always like summer release window you want a summer blockbuster december traditionally star wars all of that's going to change now so i'll be really interested to see if perhaps um i was going to say organization companies are releasing films as and when they're ready and when they've got them done as opposed to targeting specific windows because i think it could potentially kind of twist on its head some of the cinema stereotypes that we have at the moment where you expect certain films to come out at certain times so that could be quite interesting for the future of the industry as a oh, whole i would love that that'd be better yeah. for for a lot of people's mental health when they're not 
having to work five days in a row, you know, 24 hours to get these shots done in time. Yeah. I was going to say, I like the fact that Black Widow, for example, has been moved all the way to November because traditionally I can't remember any films that have like come out in November that I've really enjoyed. So I'm looking forward to having something like that late in the year that I can really look forward to and really engage with. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I was going to say that I think people forget that Jurassic World was delayed a year, that it was supposed to come out in 2014. And after Colin came aboard, uh, Colin and Derek came aboard, they pushed it back a year to give it a better budget and to incorporate some new ideas it's actually i'll put a link in this episode but uh it was really cool he put together a whole episode of all the information that we knew about the uh jaffa and silver is their last names uh the original jurassic world script that was approved and i i had no idea any of that stuff i was like i wonder what that original movie looked like because why did they delay it a year like what was included that made it a different thing yeah and so if anything like to me Colin and Emily, like they're not, nobody can stop them from writing more and coming up with more ideas and concept artists and previs artists, all that stuff can be done at home. What's to stop them from like, because again, we all know this industry, everything is always rushed, rush, rush. But now it's like they have a few months, four or five months, maybe, you know, however long to actually sit back and reread their script and be like, oh, you know, maybe I could. And then the benefit of because so many movies are rewritten in post, you know, they, yeah. they shoot a movie and then they put it together and they're like, well, this isn't what I wanted at all. <laughs> and, and then they have to sort of work with what they have and shoot stuff and not ideal conditions. But now it's like, oh no, maybe movies are going to be given the amount of extra time they actually needed to be ready. And that's not, and we don't know anything about Dominion, but like, it's just an interesting thought to put out there of like, maybe this is going to be beneficial for the creative process that, that we're actually given time to breathe. And I'm sure the movie would be great even if they were, you know, even if all, you know, all go ahead, but it's just, I always think more time at the start is better, you know, more time to to write more time to concept and stuff. So it'll be interesting. And again, it's this thing of like, you know, what? It, you know, it's all a thought experiment, but it's like it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to to see if anything actually changes between like that. Actually, you know, like a, characters are you know switched, co- new set pieces. I mean, did you see yeah. that Black Widow replace their composer? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, Whoa. yeah. They they got rid of LA, um I love Alexander Desplat, um, but they they decided to get a new composer and it's like i i wonder if they were already going to do that even though the film comes out in may or if it was like having the extra time they were like huh. yeah so maybe it, we can get somebody to write whole new pieces for it yeah wow. so it, it's that's just, interesting yeah it's just an interesting thought experiment to be like is anything going to change now that they've had a few i mean and nothing might change at all but you know things might just be refined but you know maybe that script is just yeah. sitting there on the desk like <laughs> oh, i did my job you know but yeah i mean who knows i mean again the exciting thing you mentioned earlier is that we're getting this art book eventually. I mean, it's probably not going to come out till after Dominion comes out, but maybe we'll get a little peek of like what, how this affected. I mean, there's going to be, we're going to feel the repercussions of like this. Yeah, definitely. Of this year's delay and everything. We're going to feel this for a long time. I'd be really interested to see what state the sets are in at Pinewood at the moment. Cause <laughs> I know they had just started building them when things 
shut down. So, like, w- what level are they at? Is there, like, half of a T-Rex animatronic just sitting somewhere waiting for the other half to be added to it? Well, I think it could be really surreal. Well, I really like the idea of... Is it John Nolan is the animatronics? Yeah. It's like, I wonder if he's like, well, we can all work on our own animatronics at home. So there's (laughs) just somebody in at home. Like Like in their garage. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, (laughs) you know, and it's like baby Nasutoceratops. Like, it's like, that's not a bad work from home deal, you know? I reckon that baby Nasutoceratops went home with Colin. I'm convinced (laughs) that he took it home for research. Yeah. He's like, I just need to... It's very, very easy to get sucked into that whole, oh, this is unprecedented, this is like apocalyptic, this is going to have real repercussions. But actually, I think it's important to, kind of like you were saying earlier, ground people a little bit and help people to remember that this is something that's temporary and there's no reason for normal life to not go on around it in the kind of confines that it can. And I think that's where we're really lucky, especially with Twitter, because it's, for the most part, online relationships that we've built anyway. I mean, we we started talking online. Mm-hmm. I started talking to Josh and Jen online. I started talking to Brad online. So there's no reason that those things can't keep going and you can't form new friendships and be talking to people in this and keeping in touch with people. And I think actually, if anything, just not only that hashtag, but those platforms as a whole are really, really powerful in allowing us to keep some form of um interpersonal networking going during this whole thing and making sure we're still checking in on people (laughs) and still having those levels of social interaction. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's hard to even say it's like, this isn't necessarily the beginning. This isn't necessarily the end. This isn't, this is just right now, you know? I think that's what it all boils down to. Do what you need to do to look after yourself (laughs) and do whatever it is that makes you happy and helps you cope at the moment. So for me, for example, I've been buying copious amounts of Lego, you know, that's (laughs) one thing that you potentially want to do. You and Daniel Radcliffe have that in common <laughs> yeah what can i say i was rich, you know yeah. it's just a love story with lego <laughs> is it that i feel like i feel like somebody was a friend of mine when i was living there it's like it's almost like there's not a stereotype but there's just this like model train kind of like culture or something of like old british men like in their you know yeah. building model trains it's like this thing of like they're all with you're all winston churchill like when it comes to like your hobbies it's like i've got to build the best you know and it's just like this <laughs> yeah. elaborate you know setup or whatever that is actually the attitude i had when i started out with this layout behind me right now <laughs> um you no, should do yeah, a video I've of like how you put all that together i think people would really <laughs> yeah. like that can you imagine just a video of me hammering the shelves together and swearing when it doesn't all fit together <laughs> and it's not time lapse it's real time <laughs> yeah it's a five hour it's you- like 40 minutes of me putting together one ikea shelf <laughs> i've been there um yeah no i yeah i i mean i've gotten back into lego too but that that didn't have anything to do with the quarantine that was just (laughs) just me wanting to i don't i think there's something very calming about putting legos together yeah there is that's why i do it actually i um i whenever i have a really stressful day i always try and buy like a new lego set for that week so then one night i can just come down and build something and kind of have that calming moment of being so focused in that that i forget everything else that's going on because i think it can be really really beneficial to kind of have that disconnect from everything else that's going on yeah i have a half finished i have the black widow uh lego set. oh nice the chinook that yeah, came yeah. out that looks really cool yeah, yeah. I mostly got it for the florence pew lego but you know i'm trying to think is there anything else at least for this episode 
I guess that people should keep in mind or I mean it's just check the hashtag participate if you want lurk if you want comment just yeah I think all kind of like the key thing that I want people to take away obviously things are different at the moment um but you're not the only person who's going through things and there are other people out there who will be up for talking about things or equally just sharing in kind of this franchise to help you get away from that and escape it a little bit. I mean, at the end of the day, I think people, it's very easy to undervalue the real impact that hobbies and things can have on our well-being, but actually they're a very powerful way of forgetting our worries and forgetting our fears and embracing it in something we love. And at the moment, with so much uncertainty, I think it's really important that we all indulge in these things and take the time out to appreciate the real value that they have. So if you have the opportunity to do that, if you want to get involved, then please do, because hopefully it will help you get through everything that's going on at the moment and it will bring us together as a stronger community as well. That was so beautiful. That was so Mic beautiful. drop. <laughs> Boom. I was going to say, I feel like between that and Sam Neill, <laughs> be it like... Sam, if you want to hit me up and collab, you know... <laughs> I mean, I think he's doing it right. It's just like, you know, he is just, it's, it's, it feels like a very selfless thing to kind of in that way. He's not doing this stuff because he needs to be a famous ukulele player or story time reader. He's just like, I'm going to read you a a, a part from a book today. I'm going to play a Randy Newman cover. Like, I just, I feel like for me, I've kind of, I feel like the first few weeks I've been just trying to get out of my own head and just kind of yeah just readjust to this being the like i've said before like being the reality and i feel like for me it's it's the spirit of what sam neil is doing is just such a gift right now it's just like if i can you know what one day maybe i you know what maybe i will play the Jurassic park game on sega genesis and and <laughs> suck it. at it yeah. but you know what that's okay yeah i think that's the thing you know if people come together and do different things that encourage other people to come together or just do something that can make somebody else feel a bit better or give them something positive to look forward to in that day, then it makes a difference. I mean, I'm I'm sure you look at the number of views something like that gets, it will be astronomical. And actually, the numbers of comments and engagements you get on things like that might not necessarily match the numbers of views you're getting, but you never know because all those people who have viewed it and haven't engaged might have actually still gone away from that feeling better or thinking about it still. So I think it's important that people don't understate the value that things like this can have. I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, I've been logging into the hashtag and seeing things that are inspiring me and actually making me feel really positive and giving me ideas for things to do. So I think that's what it's all about. It's about thinking, well, how can what I'm doing right now and how can the way that I'm coping through this thing have an impact on somebody else positively and perhaps help somebody else to cope as well. And I think if we all get into that mindset of not just looking out for ourselves, but other people, then we'll all get through this thing a lot quicker and we'll come out the other side a lot happier and a lot more ready for Jurassic World Dominion when it comes around. Wait, so you're saying it's going to spread like a virus. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Positive. PR-wise, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily make that a comparison right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, we're... we're... <laughs> we have fun here uh, 
Well, thank you, Tom. This has been so much fun. I'm glad yes, that we got we to catch good. up. We don't need a virus to catch up, but <laughs> no. uh, but uh, it's a good excuse, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just I really love what you, you know. Love that you took uh, instead of <laughs> you saw what others had done. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and you took the <laughs> next step, and then you package it and you put on a plastic lunchbox. No, and uh, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I just I you know, it's it's sometimes it's hard. It's hard to like reach out. And so it's nice when you like in the community in general. And so it's like really cool that you like took this step to just be like, Hey guys, we're already doing this, but let's realize how important it actually can be and how it can help people and focus it in that way. I think I mentioned that on the mini. So just kind of like, we're kind of like honing it so that it can be like you said, helpful to people. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's it. You know, at the end of the day, you don't even have to do anything differently. Just give people a chance to interact with you and you never know what kind of impact you're making. So anything that we could do, I mean, we're really lucky anyway, as a community, there's so many nice people on like Mm -hmm. these platforms and it's so interconnected. So I'm just like, well, we're, we're already a great community, a great group of friends. It just makes sense that we're there for each other more during times at the moment. So I'm glad that it has done as well as it has. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been contributing and who's been a part of it. Because at the end of the day, this is a community-wide idea and it's the community who are making it help people. So thank you for taking that and running with it and really using it as a force for good. I think that's what I hoped it would become and I'm really really glad that the community's just taken it and run with it third mic drop of the of the day <laughs> well awesome well I mean tell people where they can follow you and all that good stuff too yeah sure so you can find me at Tom underscore Jurassic uh, on Twitter and then in terms of other content I write a lot for Jurassic Park podcast and collect Jurassic and I also make a lot of video reviews over on Jurassic Collectible so feel free to find me somewhere in the Jurassic Etherverse awesome well everybody wash your hands wash your paws wash your claws and yeah you know don't don't hold on your butt I guess unless you're wearing gloves (laughs) anyway (laughs) thank you Tom the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.